Angus at Work, a podcast for the profit-minded cattlemen. Brought to you by the Angus Beef Bulletin, we have news and information on health, nutrition, marketing, genetics, and management. So, let's get to work, shall we? Hello and welcome back to Angus at Work. Why are genomes important for commercial cattlemen? That's why you have a relationship with your seed stock producer, right? Well, as Troy Rowan discusses with today's host, Miranda Ryman, having that base knowledge and some practical applications as a commercial cattleman helps avoid genetic train wrecks. Today's episode is brought to you by Westway Feed Products, and we appreciate their support of Angus at Work. So, let's dig in. Welcome to Angus at Work. I'm your host, Miranda Ryman. Today I have Troy Rowan with me, an extension specialist from the University of Tennessee, and we're at the Beef Improvement Federation Conference, and Troy gave an insightful presentation on why commercial cattlemen should be interested in genomics. Thanks for joining us, Troy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Miranda. So I guess the first question is as simple as that. Why should commercial cattlemen be interested in genomics? Yeah, I think that, that commercial cattlemen are ultimately purchasing bulls, right? And I think that's where genomics have the biggest impact is how are we able to make our selection decisions when we're using EPDs um, a little bit more accurate, make us a little bit more confident in what's ultimately a pretty risky decision. We go out and we buy an unproven bull. He doesn't have calves to, to back, back up his EPDs. Anything that we can do to increase the confidence in that prediction is, is ultimately going to help out um, um, our, the accuracy of our selection and ensure that, that we're making the right choice more often than not. And genomics allow us to do that. They, they just increase our confidence a little bit um, when we're going out and, and investing in that bull that's going to be in our herd for years to come and, and really have a pretty big footprint in, in where we head genetically. So commercial cattlemen might say, yeah, that's great, but my seed stock supplier does all that. How can they be sure? Right. I think there's there's no substitute for, for doing a little bit of research, right? Digging in, asking your seed stock producer how they're genomically testing. If you're going to a bull sale, um, particularly an Angus bull sale, there's always that little badge, right? It's either got the Neogen or the Zoetis Angus genomic test just to verify that those EPDs that you're seeing in the bull sale catalog really truly are genomically enhanced. Um, and that's a, an easy visual way to, to check that box and make sure that those EPDs are as accurate as they can be on a young, unproven Angus bull. Excellent. So we talk about that it adds accuracy. Maybe explain a little bit how it does that. Right. So accuracy is is a hard thing even for PhD geneticists to, to wrap their heads around and how we report it and how we interpret it. But really what it is, is it's how confident we are in that EPD representing the animal's actual genetics that they can pass on, right? So um, we've been able to calculate EPDs for decades using pedigree information. And the only way that we could increase accuracy then was to add more calves to the, um, add more calves to the genetic evaluation. But in a commercial setting, we're never seeing that data flow back into the evaluation to increase the accuracy of a bull, particularly an unproven, you know, yearling, 18-month-old bull. Um, so genomics, what they're able to do is, is actually track the segments of DNA that an animal inherits and better resolve those relationships between animals and sort of um, supplement, I guess, actually adding progeny into the, the evaluation. So off the top of my head, for a, a trait like calving ease 
wrecked in the Angus evaluation. Getting a genomic test is like adding about 28 calves back into the genetic evaluation in terms of the accuracy increase that you'd see in the EPD, right? So again, a, a calf crop's worth of information um, that we get more confident just by genomically testing before they've ever gone out and, and bred a cow. So a couple of decades ago, you might have had to wait until that bull had already contributed to your herd for a few years before maybe you found maybe a mistake or something that that showed up where now today you might have that information sooner. Yeah, and I think the way that I always talk about genomics is that they do sort of two main things. The first is they reduce risk, um, so we can avoid train wrecks, right? Uh, everybody's bought a calving ease bull who really wasn't a calving ease bull. Um, again, we're more confident that... If an EPD says that that bull is calving ease, that he's going to be. The other thing that they do is, is, again, increasing the accuracy of our selection decisions. We can make genetic progress faster um, because we're making those correct choices more frequently. So genomics can, can really do both of those things at the same time by making us more confident in the EPD, even though that bull has, has again, never gone out and bred a cow. All day, every day. Ranching never stops, and your cow herd's nutrition shouldn't stop either. Westway Feed Products produces molasses-based liquid feed supplements for your cow herd. This liquid feed adds protein, energy, vitamins, and minerals to complement your standing forages, hay, or mixed rations. By increasing forage digestibility, Westway's liquid supplements support fetal programming, increased cow pregnancy rates, and overall herd performance. To learn more about Westway's liquid feed supplements, 24-7-365 nutrition concepts, or to locate a dealer, visit www.westwayfeed.com or give us a call at 800-800-7517. And to understand how they are used in the, in the EPD system we have today, I mean, there's not... A producer's not having to go out and read a genomics report and try to figure out what to do with that information. No, exactly. The The only change that you would see when you get a genomic test right is that that accuracy value, um, typically right underneath the EPD itself, is going to go up um, with a genomically tested individual. But the way that we read EPDs, the way that we interpret EPDs... Um, the indexes that we're hopefully using as commercial cattlemen, um, those are all exactly the same. It's just our confidence in those numbers representing the animal's actual genetics that, that go up when we, we utilize a genomic test. Now, I may be thinking of some cattlemen in my life when I ask this next question, but there might be some people that are a little bit skeptical. This is this DNA stuff. We used to pick cattle just by looking at them, and the EPDs seem to be working fine. Is there any angst out there that perhaps, you know, including DNA data, actually isn't better? I think that I think that's a that's a tough question, and in all of these things, I. I I always talk about them as tools, right? Um, there's no substitute if, if, if our EPDs don't capture something about an animal, right? Um, we've got to figure out a way to get that into our selection objective if we're a commercial producer, right? If a bull isn't able to, to go out and travel and breed cows effectively, um, he can't deliver that genetic potential, right? So EPDs, in, in, by way of EPDs genomics, are, are tools that help us make better, more holistic decisions. But I, I think that a lot of times there's some angst when genomic test results come back and that EPD um, that you had from the parent average results actually goes down. But my argument is that 
a genomically enhanced DPD is always better than a non-genomically enhanced DPD. Whether or not it goes up or down, it's really a matter of our confidence that that's representing that animal's true genetics, right? So if we're getting closer to the truth, that's always a good thing because it's helping us make more accurate selection decisions. And it's also probably good to note that our breeders have not stopped collecting phenotypic data or stopped collecting actual data on actual calves. Absolutely. There's no substitute for collecting phenotypic data. If the if Angus breeders stopped collecting phenotypic data, the value of EPDs would, would just decline overnight almost, right? So um, your seed stock producers are out there collecting data, making sure that these, these models, the ways that we train um, these genomic tests and integrate them into genetic evaluations are as, as tied to real animals, real data um, across many contemporary groups and environments as, as possible. So there's, there's no substitute um, for phenotyping in the era of genomics. Well, is there anything else that I haven't asked you related to genomics and why they're important for our commercial cattlemen? Yeah, I think that that is commercial genomic tests for selecting replacement females um, get a little bit more common. That's something to, to keep an eye out for. There's some products on the market now. Um, we're still trying to figure out sort of what the return on investment in those things are. And, and it takes a little bit of back of the napkin math maybe to see um, is utilizing a commercial genomic test maybe for selecting heifers or for marketing feeder calves. Um, am I seeing a return on investment in the same way that I would if I just reinvested that, that testing cost um, into maybe a little bit higher quality bull. So uh, again, things to keep our, our eyes out for over the next few years as commercial genomic testing itself gets more and more commonplace. And I'm sure that back of the napkin math, I mean, there's a lot of things like the price of developing the heifers. So you got feed costs in there and the price of selling the heifers, things like that. Yeah, I, I think that, again, it's it's just like anything. Are we adding enough value on the marketing side? Say we're testing feeder calves, right? Are our purchasers of these calves actually paying a premium for genomically tested animals? Um, how much better am I doing in selecting replacement heifers when I'm using genomics versus not? Um, and, and important to know that these things aren't necessarily the same thing as being in a true genetic evaluation um, like a like an actual seed stock registered Angus animal would be. So there's, there's lots of moving pieces, but it's a really exciting time in the industry as the cost of genomics keeps going down. Um, that allows us to expand outside of just the seed stock realm and the animals that we test. It's great. I always think of when I first started, we talked about someday we might actually be able to use DNA and genomics to just see how far it's come in the last couple decades has been really exciting. Right. Absolutely. So we always end this podcast on a, on a high note. There's enough bad news out in the world. So you tell me something good, whether it's personally or professionally. Just want some good news. This is my first trip to Canada ever, and in Canada is awesome. Um, it's been a nice little break from the, the summer heat up here in Calgary. Um, the mountains are beautiful, and it's a, a great little city, and there's no place I love more than, than being at BIF with all the folks in the beef industry, um, producers, academics, industry folks getting together and, and solving some of our big problems. So it's just been a, an awesome week to be here and, and glad to, to get to chat a little bit about genomics um, at BIF with the, the commercial Angus folks. That is excellent news. Well, thank you so much, Troy, for being with us. You bet. Appreciate it. Thank you. Listeners, to get more information about how Angus can work for you, check out the Angus Beef Bulletin and its digital counterpart, the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. You'll find links to subscribe to both of those options in the show notes. Again, we want to thank Westway Feed Products for their support of today's episode. And if you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you at abbeditorial at angus.org. 
Please share this episode and this podcast with any other profit-minded cattlemen. Thanks for listening. This has been Angus at Work.